You are locked on Cougars. Welcome in to a Friday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. Plenty to get to ahead on this week-ending edition of the show. Recap wins for the men's and women's basketball programs. Men's volleyball falls in their season opener. So we'll talk about that. We'll preview the weekend ahead in BYU sports. We'll also get to another BYU football position group debriefing, talking about BYU's safety unit. A lot of questions about what the future of that unit's going to look like, but also some standout performances this past season as well. We'll delve into all of that ahead on today's podcast. So without further ado, let's have some fun on this Friday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 7th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us here on Locked On Cougars and making us your first listen of the day. The weekend is upon us, folks. Hope you all are doing great. Hope you made it through the first full week of 2022, relatively unscathed and ready for a weekend ahead. It's supposed to be pretty decent weather here along the Wasatch Front. I think it's supposed to hit as high as 50 degrees here along the Wasatch Front. You know what that means for me? I'm going to the driving range. That's all I can say. But nonetheless, appreciate you guys taking some time and a good night for BYU basketball fans last night. The Cougars on both the men's and women's side of things get big victories, and I thought both of them very impressive in their own right. Let's start off on the men's front for a moment here. And the biggest thing for the men's team right now is they start conference play 1-0. They're now 13-3, and and this sets them up for what I'm calling the gauntlet because the next three games as currently scheduled for BYU and be very clear about that up front as well. As it stands, BYU is slated to face off against St. Mary's tomorrow night, and I'm fully expecting an announcement at some point today that will tell us what the status of that game is going to be. I don't know. But they're scheduled to face off against St. Mary's tomorrow night. Then they have Gonzaga next Thursday for the first of two regular season showdowns against the Bulldogs, and then they'll finish things off next Saturday, a week from tomorrow, against USF. If you've been paying attention, those are the other three top dogs in the West Coast conference currently. All four teams have been projected to make the NCAA tournament this year. Yes, the four-bid WCC has been a thing for most of this season so far. I'm not sure it ultimately pans out that way in the end. I think that three teams could likely get in if they continue to win at a high cliff, but nonetheless, been a very, very good year for West Coast Conference teams, and BYU is going to find out a lot about themselves against the best competition in the conference over these next three games if all three games get played. Even if one or maybe two of those games get played, they're still going to find themselves up against the measuring stick. Because Pacific, they are not the measuring stick they once were. Did they make things tough for BYU in this game at points? Absolutely. Ended up being a 73-51 to victory for the Cougars. Pacific just 5-10 and on the season now. But they made BYU work for things. They The biggest thing for Pacific was their inability to make big shots. They shot 31.1% from the field, 28% from three. More importantly, BYU 
BYU on the defensive end of the court locked down in the second half. They limited the Tigers to just 20 points in the second half. That's an impressive defensive output. And what I liked about BYU is a very balanced attack. Alex Barcelo ends up leading BYU in scoring, but with what? Two minutes to go in the first half, he had just three points. That end of half sequence where he hits a three to give BYU the two-point lead, and then Spencer Johnson literally pokes away the inbound pass and puts it in just before the horn sounds to give BYU. They went from a one-point deficit with what? 20-some-odd seconds to go to a four-point lead inside of five seconds. An absolutely crazy finish to the half, but BYU in the second half locks things down. Seneca Knight hit some big shots. He was 2 of 2 from 3 with 11 points off the bench. Trevin Nail had 10 points in his own right with some spot shooting. Uh, 0 of 2 from 3, which is a little bit of a surprise. And then T. John Lucas uh, had a foot injury, it looked like, earlier on in the in the first half. His left hand, it seemed he got stepped on by Caleb Lohner. I'm hoping there's no lasting damage, but he played. Uh, what did he play here? I'm looking at the minutes. Uh, actually, I don't have the minutes here as I record the podcast. But nonetheless, he came back and played a significant amount. So I don't think it's necessarily much to be concerned about with regards to T. John Lucas's status moving forward. But I think overall, it was an impressive output for BYU, especially on the de- defensive side of the basketball in the second half. Fuseni Traore continues just to impress folks. 12 points, 11 rebounds, a career-high three blocks, also two assists. He is getting better and better every game he plays for the Cougars. What a sensation Big Foose has become. And the crazy thing about it, he's listed at six foot six. He might be 6'5", but this is a dude who has a 7-foot wingspan, uh, reportedly can jump 40 inches in his vertical jump. He plays at least five or six inches taller than he actually stands. It's just the ability for him to do what he does is truly impressive. So I really like that the Cougars are taking care of business. They sit at 13-3. and They're sitting in a very advantageous spot, but the next three games, if they are played in the order that they're currently scheduled, will tell us a whole lot more about BYU's fortunes down the stretch run of the season. You go out there and win two of the next three games, or if you sweep all three of them, you're going to be sitting pretty. You can pretty much book a trip to the NCAA tournament. Do I expect BYU to go 3-0? No, I don't. I just think that going up against the other three best teams in your conference in three straight games. It's asking a lot from your team, but it's going to teach them a lot. And the fun part is you will get a second crack at all of these teams on the back half of the conference slate. And that is where you need to go out and take care of business. But a big litmus test is on its way for BYU men's basketball. Now, a note on the BYU women's team. If you guys have not been paying attention, I've been trying to tell you guys. They sit at 11-1 and on the season. They open conference play with a 76-64 victory over the USF Dons out there in San Francisco. An impressive performance for Paisley Harding-Johnson. 19 points to lead all scorers in this. Uh, Shaylee Gonzalez, who usually is lights out, actually had a pretty quiet night. Just 9 points for her. Lauren Gustin doing her thing with another double-double. 16 points and a monster 14 rebounds on the interior. And BYU's continues to roll on. They're ranked number 18 in the country. Uh, they will come back home. They're at home on tomorrow. We'll get to more of the schedule for this weekend here in a moment, but this BYU women's basketball team, uh, Will Dixon, I think, I don't know if Will actually listens to the show, but regardless, I'm giving him a shout out. He tweeted this out last night. He said, I actually enjoy watching BYU women's hoops for their offense uh, a lot more than the men's team, and I'm, I'm with him. BYU women's hoops has the compliments to every player's game on their roster, it seems like. You have Lauren Gustin, who is just a double 
double-double machine on the interior, just an absolute beast on the glass. Then you also have Shaley Gonzalez and Paisley Harding-Johnson who play off one another. Tegan Graham, when she is hot, there are not many basketball players like her from beyond the arc. She was just one of six from beyond the arc in this game with just five points, but they make up for each other's deficiencies. One of the hallmarks of the men's team is their long stretches where they cannot buy buckets. They They just cannot find a way to generate offense. That's not the problem for the BYU women's team. They just generate look after look after look, and it's just a game-by-game basis for the women's team about which women's hoops star is going to be their leading scorer and be the quote-unquote star of the night. That's what I love about the women's team. They have a very, very fun style. I've been telling you guys, if you have not taken advantage of being able to watch them play, I'd encourage you to check it out. They are back home tomorrow hosting Pacific at the Marriott Center, 2 o'clock Mountain Time. That will be on BYU TV. And folks, if you want a fun environment, actually a more relaxed environment in terms of taking your kids and not having to deal with hordes of crowds, the women's hoops game, it's a, it's a great opportunity to do that. And you're going to watch some high-level basketball while you're at it. So we would encourage you guys to support the men's and women's hoops teams if you don't already. I know many of you probably already supporting the men's team, but the women's team in their own right may be just a little bit better than the men's team. I mean, it's sacrilege to say that, but I'm, I'm serious. This women's hoops team, very, very impressive stuff and really like what I'm seeing from them currently. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll flip over to the gridiron. Of course, we got to talk some BYU football. It's one of our staples here on the show. We continue on with our position group debriefings. Looking back at the 2021 season, we're going to the defensive backfield and talking about BYU's safeties. Malik Moore and company, how do they perform and what do we expect from them moving forward? We'll get into all of that in mere moments. First, though, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at the Get Upside app. Our listeners can be making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up their cars. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code SCORE. And by the way, you can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That is up to 50 cents cash back. Do not pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back by using our friends Get the Get Upside app. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or get an e-gift card for Amazon and other incredible brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use that promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents, gal- 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code SCORE on the GetUpside app. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online, who would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march towards the playoffs for football and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. And of course, they have a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up with for free today. And you also can still receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to get started at betonline.ag. From football to basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for uh, from our friends at Bet Online for 2022. Bet Online remains the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, my friends. Use that promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus. It's free money, courtesy of our friends over there at BetOnline.ag. Check them out. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. 
Thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. I'd also encourage you guys to check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast. I've actually started posting these as bonus episodes on our feed here. I am part of the Locked On Big 12 panel, as we call ourselves. We get together each week and talk about the latest news in the Big 12. Yesterday, we talked about a lot of what's going on with Oklahoma and the uproar going on in Norman. Also talked a lot about the power that college football players have kind of regained for them themselves and something that they should have regained. Today on the show, we're talking about the college football playoff, a new proposal from Josh Neighbors, who is the daily host of Locked On Big 12. Check those out. I posted them on this feed, but also would encourage you guys to check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Download it wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one. All right, let's talk some BYU football. Our position group debriefings continue. Today, we are going to the defensive backfield for BYU and talking about BYU's safety unit. 2021 for BYU safeties I thought had a lot of question marks going into the season I think we got some answers but some questions remain unanswered and I know that sounds like a cop-out but it's kind of how I evaluate things. First things first, Malik Moore, what a stud this guy has become. Six foot one, 190 pounds, started every game for BYU in 2021. Very few of BYU's defenders can say that, but he is one of those guys, and I thought he had a breakout season for the Cougars. Really liked what he did for BYU this year, and the hope is that his ascension will continue on into 2022. He finished the 2021 season with 32 total tackles. More importantly, three interceptions and three pass breakups. Really, really, I thought became the quarterback that BYU hoped he would become in the defensive backfield, particularly at the safety spot. And the crazy thing is, he had all that production while dealing with a constant rotating cast of characters who were playing alongside him. Chaz Ayu started the season at safety for BYU as his running mate, speaking of Malik Moore, in the backfield. Then, after the injury to Keenan Peely, BYU moved Chaz Ayu to linebacker, which proved to not be a good decision because he suffered an injury against Washington State and he was never heard from again this season. He was rehabbing a hamstring injury that was pretty significant. And One thing I heard about it is it's actually a hamstring injury that it wasn't like your typical hamstring pull or a tear. Really, really unique deal. And Injuries come in all shapes and varieties. We all know that. But this one, it sounds like, was a whole lot more extensive than anybody anticipated originally. And it just proved to be one of those things you just never were able to get back to 100%. Chaz, unfortunately, has kind of been the story of his BYU career. I am hopeful that BYU will finally, just finally, let this kid settle into a position. He has been playing a constant game of, okay, I'm playing this position this year. Oh, I'm playing this position this game. I'm playing there this game. You don't know where number three is going to line up for BYU on a game-to-game basis or a season-to-season basis. The hope is, and I would sincerely hope, that he's playing safety alongside Ammon Hanneman. Uh, not Ammon Hanneman. Excuse me, Malik Moore. We're talking about Ammon Hanneman here in just a moment. I was looking at my list. But uh, I hope that they were they would be able to team up and be that back end of BYU's defense that I could be, think could be very, very elite. They've got great range. they got good size. Chaz listed 6'2", 200 pounds. I think they would be a fantastic tandem. We saw them do very good things early on in the 2021 season. I am hopeful that Chaz gets an opportunity to reprise that spot at safety for BYU. Ended up playing in eight total tackles, uh, eight, eight total games this year for BYU, speaking of Chaz, but just was another incomplete season for him. So I don't know what necessarily to expect, but I, ho- I am hopeful for Chaz's sake he's able to settle on a position. If they do want him to move him to linebacker full time, do it. Have him bulk up and get him ready to play that position. Otherwise, stop screwing around with the young man. 
All right, that's enough. Let's talk about Ammon Hanneman. I thought Ammon was the breakout star for BYU at safety after you saw guys like Chaz Ayu go down for the year. I really, really liked what I saw from Ammon Hanneman. He has been around the BYU football program for, wow, I think it's four seasons now and still technically a freshman. One of those crazy things with COVID. He had a very good year, productive year. Ten games played, 34 total tackles, one QB hit, and one pass breakup. I thought very impressive showing for him during the 2021 season. Uh, didn't play at all during 2020, did not enter a game, barely saw action in 2019. So I really liked what I saw from Ammon Hanneman. Finally becoming the player I think BYU thought he could be coming out of Lone Peak High School. The Hanneman name is synonymous with BYU athletics. A lot of guys playing baseball. You can think of his older brother, Jacob Hanneman. Uh, uh, Micah Hanneman was a great defensive back for BYU as well. Ammon is just continuing on a family legacy here, and I think that his future is very, very bright. If Chaz Ayu is going to move to linebacker full-time in 2022, and that's still very much a question that I don't know if we have a, an answer for, I think that Ammon Hanneman would make a fantastic running mate for Malik Moore on the back end of BYU's defense. Now, who beyond them can you rely on? You're probably wondering about that. I thought Hayden Livingston uh, has proven yet again to be another guy that BYU just continues to rely on, and he comes up in big moments. He had a big interception in that bowl game. He played in all 13 games this past season, 13 total tackles, two interceptions, and two pass breakups. Also had a fumble recovery for the Cougars. Uh, Hanneman, uh, excuse me, not Hanneman, I'm screwing up with names all all over the place. Hayden Livingston, that's where I got the H from. Hayden, Hanneman, you got it. Uh, Hayden, I don't think is necessarily the fastest, the most athletic, or the flashiest safety that BYU has, but what he is, is he is a steady player. BYU can use him in a, in a pinch. He is not going to beat out a Malik Moore and Ammon Hanneman and Chaz Ayu for a starting position. I just don't see that happening, but he will always be in the rotation for BYU while he is in a BYU uniform. I really like the way he goes about his business. Uh, no nonsense, does not complain, just takes what is given to him and gives it a shot, and that's, what, that's all you can really ask for. He's still a, a, technically a walk-on, but a really, really cool uh, thing to see. And the fun part about a guy like Hayden Livingston is he is a former quarterback, so he sees the game from an offensive perspective. He can look at a quarterback and kind of know what they're going about, and he can make decisions on the fly to hopefully attack those guys. BYU does lose two guys from the safety unit. Uh, they walked on senior day. One is a super senior in Jared Capisi, who saw more action earlier on in his BYU career, really sparse action this past season, as well as Jason Money, a JUCO transfer from Snow College, also a transfer from the University of Utah, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, both of them move on now and open up opportunities for some other guys that I'm excited to finally see. One guy that I thought had an incomplete season because it was injury-plagued, similar to Chaz Ayu, was George Udo. George Udo is kind of the forgotten guy because he just was not on the field a lot during the 2021 season. Just five games played for BYU this year, but Udo is just a physical anomaly, and what I mean by that is he's listed as 6'1". I have heard he weighs as much as 220 pounds but he runs like a safety. He hits like a linebacker. He is just like a physical amalgamation of just incredible physical gifts. If he can channel all of that, and this is a kid who's from Antioch, California, played at a very tiny high school, Berean Christian High School, 
since joining BYU, I have really liked what I've seen from George Udo. The hope is in 2022, he has a much healthier season because when he was on the field for BYU in 2021, a very good player, very capable of playing in space, very comfortable playing in space. And the thing about it is you need guys like that. He's probably going to be one of those guys who plays that one of those hybrid positions for BYU where it's a pseudo linebacker slash safety role. Uh, I call it the flash linebacker if you want. I don't know what technically to call it. There's like 15 million positions on BYU's depth chart, the Cinco position or whatever you want to call it. George Udo, the hope is in 2022, a much healthier year for him. And if he has a healthy year, he is going to make BYU safety unit much better, even if he is playing one of those hybrid roles. Two youngsters that I really like on BYU's roster, but they are obviously young and were buried on the depth chart include Dean Jones out of Queen Creek, Arizona, played at American Leadership Academy former rodeo star. He is just country strong. This is a dude that is not afraid to get on the back of a bull for eight seconds. You got to have some crazy to you to do rodeo. Any of you who know people who do rodeo, they've got just an ability to fight through pain, to deal with adversity. It's what Dean Jones got behind him. And I like the size that Dean offers, six foot two, 197 pounds. I think as he continues to hone his craft, he will eventually, I think, end up as, at bare minimum, a two-deep player for BYU, if not an outright starter at safety for BYU. I really like his skill set. Uh, what he showed in the high school ranks really had me tantalized. and like, okay, I can see this. I, I was a very savvy pickup, I thought, for BYU to bring him in. And then Nick Nethercott is a walk-on to the BYU football program from Mountain Crest High School incredible size for a defensive back six foot three 220 pounds he played at mountain crest which is one of the programs up there in the greater logan cash valley area and i'm intrigued by nethercott's skill set similar to a guy like george udo a bigger body but has the range in theory to play in space and be one of those hybrid safety linebacker types nethercott may grow himself into being a linebacker at some point during his byu career because when you're a freshman and you're already six three two twenty the thought is you're going to hit the weight room. And by the way, BYU football, they're back. Yesterday was day one for BYU. They were in the weight room. Some of you probably saw it on their social media feeds, the guys hitting the weights. They're back. It is the off-season training regimen, which a number of football players have told me is might be the worst part of the year because all you do is hit the weight room and the weight, uh, the weight staff, the training staff, excuse me, not the weight staff, the training staff are able to just just get after you day in and day out. There's no actual on-field production or work uh, outside of what you do on your own. You're just in the weight room getting your lift on. And it's, a, it's an important time. Let's be clear about that. But a guy like Nick Nethercott at 6'3", 220, he may end up playing football at 240 pounds and end up playing linebacker for BYU. But if he pans out to be as a walk-on, a 2D player, similar to what we just talked about with Hayden Livingston, that's a win. That is a good production. That's a great uh, addition for BYU via the walk-on ranks. So I think my overall assessment of safety for BYU, if you have not been able to tell, is I am intrigued by what they showed during the 2021 campaign. Really liked what I saw from Malik Moore. Ammon Hanman, a breakout star. I am hopeful that Chaz Ayu finally gets to settle into a home position-wise and make that his own. I hope that health comes his way for Chaz Ayu. And I, oh, also one other guy, excuse me, I forgot about one guy, Taylor Alfrey. I apologize. Uh, Alfrey, kind of out of sight, out of mind. And some of you may have forgotten his name, but Alfrey was a, was a guy that BYU signed out of the prep ranks up in the Pacific Northwest. And he actually showed up after his mission this past, uh, so 2021, so that offseason, he was actually turning heads in off-season workouts, all that stuff. And then he suffers an Achilles tear just before the season. Was it early on in training camp? 
I don't remember the exact timeline, but regardless, he was lost for the year. The hope that he's back at 100% relatively soon and he can get back to showing what he can do because he is a guy that I think has a whole lot of intrigue for BYU at safety. The problem is we have never seen him on the field. I have heard reports that he was doing great things. There was some thought that he could push for playing time early on in his BYU career, but when you go and blow an Achilles, who knows what the future is going to hold for you. So that's one other guy to keep an eye on. But I think overall, this safety unit, a lot of intrigue, a lot of talent, some questions they answered, but still some questions lingering as they move ahead into 2022. And I think that they have the talent to be a standout unit. It's my sincere hope that they finally settle on where Chaz Ayu is going to be playing long-term. Let guys like Ammon Hanneman have their natural progression. Malik Moore go out there and be that senior leader for BYU in 2022. There's a lot to like about BYU's safety unit. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll round out today's show with a look ahead to the weekend in BYU sports. A busy weekend. Uh, Men's volleyball fell last night in their season opener to Penn State. They have a rematch tomorrow. We'll get to all of that in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Of course, it is the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. I can tell you guys this much. Over the past year plus, Built Bar has been been a big part of me losing 45 plus pounds. I'm speaking frankly. It's been a huge part because they've replaced a lot of the quote unquote treats that I used to enjoy. They taste as good as a candy bar and I'm dead serious about that. I love Built Bars. I'm not trying to blow smoke at you guys. They are absolutely incredible. The best part is Built Bars make it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. By week three most of the time in our resolutions to eat more we're thinking okay this is not worth it. Where's the chocolate? The best part is Built Bars are covered in 100 100% real chocolate. They contain 130 calories by and large, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So give it a shot, my friends. That's Built Bar. Go to Built.com to place your order now. More importantly, when you support our friends at Built Bar, you're supporting BYU football because they have that name, image, and likeness deal with all BYU football players. So support BYU football, support Built Bar, and we're also going to save you some money on your end as well by using the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. You heard that right. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Check it out, my friends. That's Built.com. Using the promo code LOCKED15. Support BYU football and support our friends at Built Bar. One more time out on today's show to talk about our friends over at Intercap Lending, one of our great local sponsors. My friends, there is a reason that no lender here in Utah helps more families with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap. And simply put, Intercap, they get deals done. They feature a quick and simple process. Intercap closes loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And although fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process for you, the consumer. And that is what Locked On's personal loan officer at Intercap, Steve Carter, has delivered to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far, and he would love nothing more than to help you guys out. He's even helped the podfather himself, David Locke, navigate the home loan process. So if anybody can help David Locke and get him through it, I think Steve can help you guys out. And although Intercap is new to the Locked On Cougars podcast and is not a new company overall, Intercap has been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. That is 44 years of experience, and Steve Carter is providing our Locked On listeners with that same great experience since 2018. Intercap 
Cap is headquartered here in Utah, but they are licensed to help with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states. Give Steve a call. He'd love nothing more than to help you guys out and answer your questions. His direct line, 385-800-8528. That is 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. I promise you that. You also can go to intercaplending.com for more information. Once again, Steve Carter is the person to call with any questions, concerns, comments, whatever you got. Give him a call, 385-800-8528. Check them out. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Before we go on this Friday edition of the show, let's catch you guys up on everything else involved in BYU Athletics, a full weekend ahead. The good news is coming out of Thursday night's game, and I'm recording this late Thursday night after BYU's win over Pacific, uh, Mark Pope telling the media that he does expect, at least the the expectation is, that St. Mary's and BYU will play tomorrow night at the Marriott Center. Tip-offs in that game is set for 8 o'clock Mountain Time here in Provo. Looking forward to that one. ESPN2 a huge platform, and as we already talked about, this opens a three-game gauntlet for BYU here in hoops. St. Mary's very tough team. Four players averaging double digits in points. Matthias Tass leading the way with 12.5 points per game, also 5.2 rebounds. Uh, they also have Logan Johnson averaging 10.3 points. Dan Fotu, 10.1 points. And Tommy Kuz with 10.1 points in his own right. This is a hard-nosed team. Anybody who has watched St. Mary's over the past few years, you know the style they play with. Randy Bennett is a you-know- what on the sideline, but nonetheless, his teams play tough, and BYU will have their work cut out for. I'm looking forward to that game. I, I I meant to talk more about this game, but I was so worried uh, as I was preparing for this edition of the podcast that the game was not going to come off, so I didn't want to waste a large amount of your guys' time previewing it, but if it does play out like it sounds like Mark Pope is saying it's going to, that's good news for the Cougars, and looking forward to seeing the Gales and the Cougars renewing acquaintances on the court once again down there at the Marriott Center. So get out there and support the Cougars tomorrow night. The women's team will also be in action tomorrow. You may get a day-night doubleheader if you want at the Marriott Center. 2 o'clock Mountain Time tip for the women's team. They're taking on Pacific, looking to make it 2-0 and in West Coast Conference play and get their 12th win of the season, improved to 12-1. and The men's team looking to make it to 14-3 and as they square off against St. Mary's tomorrow night. Because of the late notice on this, the fact that the game is going to go off, I have not had much of a plan in terms of how to give away the tickets we have here on Locked On Cougars for you, our listeners. So if you would like to go to that game, this is a simple race. The first person to email me at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. That's LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. You are going to go watch BYU and St. Mary's square off tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Best of luck if you guys are listening to this right when it drops. Hey, quickest to the draw. First person to email me with their name, phone number, and email address to LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. You will have yourself a pair of tickets to watch the Gales and the Cougars square off at the Marriott Center. Now, other teams in action this weekend. Let's talk about the sixth-ranked BYU men's volleyball program. Open their 2022 season in a disappointing sweep loss against number 5 Penn State at the Penn State Rec Hall, losing 14-25, 18-25, 19-25. Not really all that competitive for the men's volleyball program. A disappointing season opener. The hope is they'll have a better performance tomorrow night when they square off once again. That will be in State College once again, or University Park, Pennsylvania. 
Uh, they'll be squaring off 5 o'clock Mountain Time, 7 o'clock back there in the Eastern Time Zone. You can watch it, a live stream at Big Ten Plus. You can go to BYUCougars.com to watch uh, them in action and hopefully a better showing for the men's volleyball program tomorrow night as they round out that road trip back east. Other teams in action this weekend include the men's tennis team there at the Hawaii Invitational in Honolulu, Hawaii, the University of Hawaii Tennis Complex. That action started yesterday. I actually thought it started today, but my apologies. That continues on through tomorrow. We'll have a recap for you guys of that on Monday. The men's and women's swimming and diving programs are in Salt Lake City this weekend for the Utah Dive Invite. That takes place over today and tomorrow at the Ute Natatorium. Uh, watching the men's and women's swimming and diving teams opening their winter season on that front. And then also, tonight, if you want to watch gymnastics, the season opener for all of the gymnastics here in the state of Utah, they will all be at the Maverick Center uh, tonight. 7 o'clock Mountain Time is when the meet begins. All four gymnastics teams in the state, Utah State, Utah, BYU, and Southern Utah squaring off in the Rio Tinto Best of Utah event. That'll be televised live on BYU TV. Guard Young doing great things, I feel like, with the women's gymnastics program. I am far from a gymnastics uh what do you call it, an expert. I enjoy watching the gymnastics because it's absolutely something I could not do. Uh, let's be very clear about that. But Guard Young, I think, has done a great job since taking over as the women's gymnastics coach at BYU, starting to really build them into, I think, a team that can consistently be a top 25 caliber team. The hope is, and obviously Utah is the best in the state. There's no doubt about it. The Red Rocks have been lights out for so many years. I think Guard Young's got aspirations of making BYU into that type of a program. It may happen, it may not, but nonetheless, if you want to watch the women's gymnastics team open their season, you can do that tonight at the Rio Tinto Best of Utah at the Maverick Center. Like I mentioned, it'll be televised live on BYU TV if you want to watch that. So, some fun games ahead, matches ahead this weekend, a full weekend of BYU sports, and of course, we will recap it all on a Monday edition of the show, so thank you for making us your first listener of the day. want to encourage you guys to make your second listen. Our friends over at Locked On Bet, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Follow Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Uh, it's free and available on all podcasting platforms. We talk about betonline.ag. Get that 50% welcome bonus. Have that free money to play with and use Locked On Bets as a little bit of your background to help you win money. It adds a new element to your sports fandom, I can tell you that much, when you're in the betting game and you have uh, something riding on it. Skittles riding on it. Let's just use that term. But nonetheless, check out Locked On Bets. Alright, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll reconvene on Monday, continue on with our position group debriefings for BYU football, and of course, we'll be covering the news day in and day out of BYU sports. That's the goal with this podcast, to make you guys the most informed and smartest BYU fans out there. So thanks again for tuning in. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 7th, 2022, and we will talk to you guys on Monday.